You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. <gasps> can you believe it? Blasphemy. You're joking! Right? When I I am so upset by that. When those when those tallies were what? coming in, I was like, "Who are these people?" Hey guys, welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. I'm Nicole, and I'm here with my co-host Adam and Becca. Hey guys. Hey. Hello. How was your week? Adam, let's start with you. I'm I want to know how your week was. Um, my week's been pretty okay. Uh it's been really really hot here in Arizona and I just got back from my family vacation and all of my plants are doing well, but a lot of the outside ones are oof, they're on the struggle bus, but Yeah, cuz it's so hot out there. Yeah. So I've been I've just kind of been using this week or so to like check on all the plants again and uh, do my plant chores that I wasn't doing for 10 days, but it's been good. Good. Yeah. When I was out there last week, I remember driving in and just kind of seeing aloe just burnt up, like fried. And I'm like, man, when desert scape can't make it in the desert, you know, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. Becca, how was your week? This week has been, it's one of those weeks that just feels like bleh like but not in a bad way it just feels like the week passed me by i got off my sleep schedule dang it i only lasted for a week yeah (laughs) i think well i started off the week because i um some friends and i picked up our friend from the airport and i didn't get home until like 3 a.m and that just threw off the whole schedule so the whole rest of the week i feel like i've been catching up on sleep because i still woke up really early that day to get stuff done which, yeah, the rest of the week, I'm just letting myself sleep. And I'm only sleeping until, like, 8, so it's not that bad. But That's good. Yeah. I need to get back on the schedule. Well, I can relate to that whole off schedule with sleeping because I was in Arizona last week, and we took a road trip up there. I was talking about that in our last episode. And we're home now. Thank Jesus. I am so <laughs> thankful to be home. I will never take that road trip again. Mark my words. Um <laughs> Never again. Uh, Never. (laughs) But it was worth it. It was worth it. I think it, you know, being in a pandemic made it harder. I just felt like we were constantly having our guard up and we, you know, had obviously had wore our masks everywhere. And it was just hard with three kids to kind of monitor everything, make sure we were being clean. But the sleeping, sharing a hotel room with three kids and my husband and just like (laughs) hearing all the noises it, it was so hard. So I think I was going to sleep at 10 and waking up at like 6 a.m. every day on the road and in Arizona. And now I'm home and I'm like, oh, I don't have anything to really get up that early for. So I'm I'm flipped from you, Becca. I'm having a hard time staying up and <laughs> I'm waking up ridiculously early. But I guess that's OK. Maybe I should be more productive in the morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I cannot relate. <laughs> 
<laughs> eight o'clock's not a bad time to wake up, though. As long as you're not going to bed at like 4 a.m. No, I, I mean, I've been going to bed still at least by 11 or midnight, which is not, that was not the plan. I'm supposed to be going to sleep by like 9.30 or 10, which I was doing and then I felt amazing, but now it's off. So this next week, I realized the importance of Sundays this week, I think, because like when your Sunday isn't on point, for me at least, the rest of the week is just like, what is going on? I'm spiraling out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we caught up, let's get into today's episode. So today we're going to talk about plants that people hate. Despise. Despise. (laughs) They want to kill them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Well, some people do. (laughs) We (laughs) took a poll on Instagram and we asked you guys what plants you absolutely hate. And we got some doozy answers. I wanted to kind of talk about the top five since I guess those are the most hated plants in the plant community that we see. Let's start with number five, shall we? And this is going to shock you guys. I haven't told Becca or Adam the results to this poll yet. So this is going to be a surprise for them. Can you guys guess? I'm sure that crotons are on the list. Okay. Everyone loves to hate the crotons. 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 Is it crotons? crotons. I don't know. I call them croton. I call them croton. Yeah, croton everyone too. loves to hate that one, including myself. But although, like, I have said that I hate those multiple times, but a lot of people have sent me pictures of really beautiful ones and been like, give them a chance. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> There are some pretty varieties, but the ones that are easily acquired are, I I don't like them. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, Adam? Can you guess one? I'm definitely going to say Calathea has to be in there somewhere in the top five. And, you know, I don't think that these plants are bad plants, and I'm sure that you guys don't think that either. I just think there's different areas and environments that plants thrive or die, and it's hard spaced throughout the world to, like, find the perfect spot. Because, like, cacti were not my favorite in the Midwest, and now I love them, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got a few cactus haters out there. Yeah. They're not my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Blocked and reported. You guys are both right. They're, those are definitely in the top five. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So let's start with number five. Number five is Hoya. <gasps> Can you believe it? Blasphemy. Blasphemy. You're joking. Right? I when am I, so upset by that. <laughs> when those, when those tallies were coming in, I was like, who are these people? Did they say why? <laughs> um, pe- a lot of people were just saying that they don't, they don't get the hype of Hoya. Do they, they have like, one yet? Yeah. I, I don't know. You, we, we all have questions. We all have questions for you Hoya haters out there. Oh my gosh. I just can't even. Now I will say that they don't have Hoya. I, they don't have the feelings of like brand new growth that most other plants have. But then I also, I think they do because people give them shade that they grow slow but not when they're in the right conditions because mine have true here in arizona my hoya just have exploded so i think hoya aren't as exciting as like a philodendron when it's growing or other tropical plants but i don't know like to me they are you know people give them the shade that they are slow growers but i have i've done a time lapse on a you know a hoya compacta which was amazing in a month Mm -hmm. it grew really quickly so like 
when they're happy, they will do, like, they will push out growth and they will constantly be flowering, etc. So I think if you're not having them in the right conditions, they could probably be a a boring plant for people because they're not seeing the new growth. They're not watching that leaves develop, etc. Right. I see. I feel I feel the opposite probably then of most people. When I get a new Hoya leaf, I feel like it's such an accomplishment. And I don't know, like it it's like success, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the first time I got a Hoya bloom. And I think that that's like the ultimate I'm doing mm-hmm. something right here. So I love Hoya. Oh, my gosh. I literally couldn't believe those answers. Now, Becca, you don't have a you don't have a ton of Hoya, right? I think I have at least 15. Oh, okay. Yeah, she caught the bug. Yeah, I have a pretty significant Hoya selection. I have a few that are big, but most of them are small. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the Obovada pubicalyx uh, and the Compacta as mm-hmm. like bigger plants, and then I have a bunch of other ones as smaller plants. And it's really cool. Like, I, I will say... Hoya need time to mature. So when you get like a cutting, like a fresh cutting or something, I think that's how they're sold a lot of the time. Like they're not going to flower right away. It really just depends on how mature the mother plant was. And I think people gauge their Hoya success based on flowers, which Mm -hmm. is you just can't do because you could, I have a big mature Hoya compacta. It's beautiful. It definitely is in the right stage of its life to bloom, but it has never bloomed. And then I have like a smaller cutting and that bloomed like eight times. So it's just (laughs) like, there's no way to fully gauge how old the plant is really. I mean, well, maybe there is, but like the common collector isn't going to look at that or I don't know. Yeah. Care really. Yeah. Yeah. And the flowers are so amazing and so beautiful and they smell so great, but... You know, I have so many of my Hoya that have put out peduncles and nothing has developed. Like, it's just, it's certain ones are flowering constantly and certain ones just aren't doing it. And I had a compacta, a green compacta, all green for my stepmom. And it's, she has this huge, beautiful plant and she gave me three cuttings from it. And I've had those for a year and they finally, within the last month, have just started growing a new vine. Like, it's like they needed time to develop those roots and become a little bit root bound because I know that's something that Hoya do like to do. Um, But now it's putting out three new vines and it's happy. So it just takes time. Your Hoya, you have some very impressive Hoyas. (laughs) The one that you untrellised the other day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And humidity, I think is super underrated for Hoyas because they don't need it. But when they have humidity, like, whoa, watch mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. They grow yeah. really fast. Yeah. And to just talk about the small cuttings, like all of my Hoya started out as very small plants. And some of them have gotten very large, which is amazing. But I love, I love getting just like a two leaf cutting of a Hoya and then just watching it grow. Like it's probably one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we ordered, we, we ordered from the same person not that long ago and we, we got those smaller two leaf cuttings. And when I went out of town and I came back, I mean, there's multiple new leaves on all of those plants. I almost feel like, darn it, I missed it happening, yeah. you know, but it's just like, it's, it's so exciting because, um, they're so happy and they they do i i feel like like you said if they're in the right conditions they'll grow they'll grow properly so hoya haters we (laughs) see you we hear you 
your feelings are justified, but you're wrong. <laughs> Give it a try. Okay, are we ready for number four? Mm-hmm. I can kind of concur with this one. It's ferns. Oh, yeah. Ferns. Ferns are hard. I feel like if you're if you're not living in a rainforest, you're going to have some difficulties with a fern. Am I right? Yeah, I've never actually owned a fern ever. Wow. Oh, no, no, that's a lie. I had an asparagus fern very early on. Or okay. yeah, the like fine leaf I think it's an asparagus. I had one of those, and it didn't make it much past my first few months. And I have never tried again with a fern, just because it's super... Like, I live in Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to cut my losses here. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen the asparagus fern in Arizona, like, outside on people's houses. And some of them, like, they're just thriving. Like, I, I was baffled that the asparagus fern could live out here. I mean, you probably have to water it daily, but... Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. I've just been betrayed by so many of them because I didn't have them in their ideal spots. So I kind of steer clear of those. Yeah. I tried my hand at one um, asparagus fern and it was just like, there. I don't know. It probably lasted a month and that was it. It was just like, I don't know. I, I feel like humidity is definitely, and you have to get the watering conditions right too. Because mm-hmm. they don't like to be underwater, they don't like to be overwatered. So you have those plants that need it just right. Is <laughs> so difficult. Beautifully moist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, if you guys were <laughs> to have a a fern and have it thrive, you know, which would it be? Like it just thrives on its own. Oh. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about all the stress. Like take out the stress factor. Which fern would you have? I think I'd I'd have an asparagus fern because I think they're gorgeous, but. I'd go maiden go hair fern. Ugh, that's what I was going to say. Like, I yeah. never walk by a maiden hair fern and don't fondle the fronds. <laughs> They're pr- <laughs> Hashtag fondling fronds. <laughs> oh, wait, don't. Like, that's not, that doesn't sound good when you say it too fast. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost our podcast name, actually. <laughs> With consent. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> Just kidding. No, the maiden hair fern is beautiful. And early on in my plant journey, I was like, I need it. And then I... No. Nope. Maybe when no. I like maybe when I'm in Missouri that'll be better. But no. You might you might get lucky in Missouri because it's quite humid there. Yeah, and yeah. that sunroom. That oh, God. oh my gosh, you guys. I feel like I you was... need to install a drain and then just have that like your indoor rainforest and like sprinkler system yes. at the top and just like mm-hmm. rain that could be like your rain room. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes. It's the room that people have to walk through to get into the house as well. So they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> that's someone has an is. addiction. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I'm like imagining like an entire green wall, like a full on, hardly any white space green wall. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. That's yeah. like Summer Rain Oaks mm-hmm. in her apartment. She has that green wall yes. that her dad helped her build. Yes. Love yeah. That. I was just thinking of that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. To live in that room. You're going to have to get the doormat that I saw Sharina post on her Instagram that just says, there's a lot of plants in here. (laughs) (laughs) So people just know before they walk in the door that they're walking into a jungle. Yeah. It's a disclaimer on the floor. proper disclaimer. I mean, yeah. (laughs) That would be really cool. I'm so excited. Okay. All right. What's the next one, Nicole? (laughs) All right. Well, let's do number three and number two because number three is Croton and number two is Calathea. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. It's like we cheated. (laughs) Yeah. No, you didn't. Um, 
Croton, Croton, Croton. I, I, I like them. I do. I had a huge one that I did a video on and I repotted it. I think I got it for like 10 bucks at the grocery store one year at the end of summer and I repotted it and I, it was actually too big to bring into my house. So unfortunately, I kind of force killed it with the weather out here because I couldn't bring it inside. Um, but it was beautiful and it got so big. It was a I don't know exactly what it was called, but it was like the green, yellow, white speckly one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so pretty. But that's the only one I've ever owned. Have you guys ever had one? Yeah. yeah. I had one in the house in Illinois and that died very quickly. Uh, but I did actually plant one at my old work. We had this conference room. Well, not my old work. I still work there, but the old building I worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this conference room that was facing um south it was yeah it was a south facing conference room and it was like floor to ceiling windows like it was a jet out of the building and i planted a croton croton whatever in there (laughs) uh and it was like three big stems and it's in a big pot and that thing thrived so they need Mm. like an immense amount of light they do bright almost direct well it it had direct light because it flowered too and those flowers were so i mean they're not substantial but before they grow they're like this this stem with a lot of like silvery beads on it before they open up and it's really beautiful Hmm, interesting yeah mine was in direct light outside so i concur with that light situation for sure but they definitely are finicky and i wouldn't say they're the best house plants but like Disney World in Florida, they are in all of their arrangements, and they're just so beautiful with the yellows mm-hmm. and the bright reds and mm-hmm. the, the speckles. That's so true. My neighbor actually has a croton in their south window, and it's so funny because I have watched that plant go through, like, three cycles of leaves. Like, it'll drop all of its leaves, and then you just see, like, I don't know what she's doing, but they'll start popping out more again, and I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> But I think that's why I don't dislike them because of the foliage. Like, I think in the past I've said, like, all the colors are just so ugly. But actually, upon deeper inspection, I don't think that's it. I think it really is just they're difficult. And you they shouldn't be, like, you'd think, at least. Because they're so common. You'd think they'd be a little bit easier. But they just die. They lose all their leaves. And you don't know why. The leaf drop is, is real. All right. Should we talk about Little Miss Calathea? Let's do it. Mm, the Calathea siren call. Yeah, if you're siren. here from, from my YouTube channel, <laughs> if you're listening from my Clean Leaves YouTube channel or my Instagram, you know I can't stand Calathea. I have tried my hand at Calathea. Um, we had a mosaica not that long ago mm-hmm. after giving it a try again. And yeah, I just... Never had spider mites. I hear they're spider mite magnets. Is that yeah. accurate? I, yeah. I feel like spider mites are born from Calathea. Like that's where they originated. <laughs> the mother the mother plant of spider mites. I've never had spider mites on my Calathea. And every other plant in my collection has had spider mites at least four times. But never on my Calathea arbifolia. Ever. It, isn't that interesting? I don't know how. I will say Calathea are the most beautiful foliage plants to me like Mm -hmm. they are just so that's why i say it's a siren call because every time you see one you're like (gasps) you're like taken aback you're like this plant is so beautiful but then 
Like, just don't buy it. Just, <laughs> right. Just admire it and don't buy it. <laughs> Enjoy it at the store. Enjoy it at the store. Yeah, I'll see it in nurseries and I'll just appreciate it and then really want to bring it home and then just remember all of my leaves curling up into these little cocoons and then crisping up to nothing. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and the then cocoons. It, and, then it's, and then it's over for me. And then I move on to the next plant. But yeah, a lot of people... It was number two most hated plant is the Calathea. I don't blame Do you it. have a Calathea, Becca? Yeah, I have a Calathea orbifolia, and it is so happy. But, but, like, very likely because I baby it a lot. It is, like, probably the one plant in my collection that I, like, dote over constantly. So that might be why. You have to. Yeah. And I only have one. So maybe when I move, I'm thinking about what's that really, really soft Calathea? I think it starts with a W. Oh, the... Warnaziki or yeah, something? Yeah, the Warnawishki eye or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about I that one. I would consider getting that one if I could find it locally or something. Because I feel like shipping Calathea, yikes. Yeah. I just don't know. Do you have any, Adam? I did. I've I've tried. Yeah. Um, a Calathea came to Arizona with me, but that is also where the spider mite started <laughs> that I didn't see and then kind of had a... Because all of my plants were in a U-Haul and or my car. The Calathea was in my car because it's a little sensitive. and Just a little? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I will say, like, I, I just absolutely love them. Like, Becca, your Orbifolia is beautiful. And that was, like, mm-hmm. on my wish list for so long. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to Arizona, I just realized, like, I don't think I would be able to keep it happy, you know, with humidity levels, et cetera. But I love the tactile uh, the tactile Calatheus too, like the Warsh whiskey eye thing. Um, <laughs> I had a Rufa Barbara for so long, the velvet Calathea, mm-hmm. and seriously, the most stunning plant to like just touch. It was the most, my most favorite tactile plant. Oh, Calathea. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> moving on to number one. Okay, can you guys just take a guess at what number one might be? <laughs> <laughs> Cactus? <laughs> Cacti succulent. No. Um, all those those were on there. The number one hated plant is the fiddle leaf fig. Oh, really? the fiddle leaf. Little Miss Spicus Lirata herself. Yeah. <laughs> Little Miss it. Spicus Lirata. <laughs> A lot of people said, like, what's the big deal? On Instagram, Chloe Roberts, too, said because of how much people use them on HGTV. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious because it is really the number one plant used on HGTV. (laughs) Yeah, well, we were talking about Queer Eye last week, how Bobby just is not setting people up for success (laughs) with those fiddly figs in the corner. I mean, that's (laughs) very true. I mean, the thing that is so, like, shocking to me is in our homes they are just maybe some people have great success but in the home usually you have a lot of trouble but when they live in the mall when they live in an office building with no direct light like nothing they're like massive trees it's like who can i talk to your supervisor fiddly fig like like who can i talk to about this <laughs> and when i see those plants in offices like that i just tell myself okay well they bought it that size they just bought that last week from a nursery where the conditions are great and then i move on because that makes me so angry to see all the branches and it's just flourishing i think the 
the fiddle leaf fig was like the OG Instagram trendy plant. Oh like, yeah. I, and I still feel like it's still so popular. Like yeah. especially like new plant parents and stuff, they always go for those and they're such beautiful beautiful plants, but they also get spider mites pretty easily mm-hmm. and yeah. They're they're, they're leaf droppers too. They're not an easy they're not an easy starter plant. Like yeah, that's the all. thing. But I did start with one. Like that wasn't my first first plant, but I had it in one of my first plant you know, months or whatever. And it helped me to, to learn a lot about plants. It helped me, like I researched on Google and on Reddit constantly about my fiddle leaf fig. Uh, and it taught me a lot about plant care, but they're not easy at all. Mm-hmm. No. Ficus in not. general. Ficus are really difficult. I get a lot of questions about ficus. Like, why is it doing this? Why is it doing that? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're divas, all of them. <laughs> all yes. of them. I put my uh, fiddly fig outside for the summer last year, and it didn't do much of anything. I think I got one new leaf, brought it in for the winter, no new growth at all. Then it started popping one leaf out before I brought it back outside, and now it's got like five new leaves this summer alone, and it's still outside. It's not even the end of summer yet. So I don't, like, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely going to go dormant when you bring it back inside, but I don't think it'll, like die you just have to that's the thing with like ficus and especially the ficus lorata is like people have those as like these huge statement plants in their home because they see it on tv or they see it in magazines which it's beautiful but they definitely don't like water like they like to fully fully dry yeah i remember mine i literally just like one morning was getting ready for work and walked by it and then literally turned around and it dropped three leaves it was like it was like giving me the big f you <laughs> and <laughs> And uh, they don't like to be moved either. So like no, you, they don't. You, f- you find the spot and it stays in that spot or else you're going to have trouble because you mm-hmm. move it and they start dropping leaves yeah. and they're vaulting. That is exactly. true. I know I'll, lo- I'll no- I know I'll lose a few leaves when I bring it in this fall. Um, mine also got edema. Is that the right word for it? Edema? Oh, with the red spots? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's super common. And it's confusing at first. Yeah, I was like, what is this? But it... I've heard it was from overwatering, which is true because I brought it outside. It's in terracotta, so I'm assuming, you know, being in Chicago, it's so windy here. I was like, it's probably drying out really fast. So I was watering it like every couple of days, and it was just like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. I'm drowning. I'm drowning. Stop yeah, that's it. the thing is like new plant parents do not water on a schedule unless yeah. you like have the schedule science down. Right. Because mm-hmm. plants don't love that. Yeah. Nature isn't a schedule. Do you guys have fills? Yeah. You, you have like two of them, right, Becca? I have, uh, oh, I had a baby one. It died. Oh. and I, But I have a big one still. I got it at a plant swap, actually, and it was a really mature, like beautiful, like bushy, fiddly fig. And then it dropped all of its leaves just in the car ride home. Like, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Yeah. It was freaking hot, though. It was like definitely 115 degrees that day or something. Oh, and yeah. Like, the air conditioning was hitting it. I didn't even think about it. But had I put it in the back seat, this probably wouldn't have happened as fast, maybe. But it dropped all of its leaves except for maybe three. So we're still rebuilding. That was a year ago. Wow. Over a year ago. That was the plant swap Adam and I met at. And it's yeah. still rebuilding. It's beautiful now. Like, it looks like a tree, actually. It doesn't look like a bush anymore. <laughs> I like when they're more tree form. Me too. Yeah. They're pretty. I... 
would love, I don't have one currently. I would love to have one, but it just takes up too much real estate in windows that I need for my Hoya. Like, yeah, it, <laughs> it needs some very bright light. Um, and I just don't have the spot for one, but I do love them. I, I think they are beautiful, but they are, they are easily hated because of how hard they are. I had a bunch of other ficus and I, at the beginning of like summer, I was like, Hey everyone, put your ficus outside because mine, my altissima did nothing. And I put it out on the patio, the shaded patio. And it put out, like, four beautiful white, almost white variegated leaves. And then literally, like, the next week, it was like, screw you. And just, like, all of them died. Oh, Like, my they God. were just like, it's too hot. And I feel so guilty about it, but. I mean, I should know. feel guilty. That was my advice. And it's going great for me, by the way, everyone. My plants are <laughs> fine. So maybe it's an Adam problem. <laughs> You know, my patio does get some west sun at nighttime, though, so oh. I feel, and that's harsh, so whoopsies. Yeah, I, so does mine, but I have, like, those big mesquite trees in the front, so it really dabbles the light down. Yeah, and the black widow spiders probably block some of it, too. Yeah, 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 the black widow infestation, which my landlord came and... Got rid of it? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell that story so people I, well, know I, what we're talking about? Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at yeah, so black widow spiders are, like, pretty common where I live. They just love to be where people are, obviously. And I want to be where the people are. Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what they're singing to themselves. <laughs> um, and there was probably, like, five grown adult female black widows just, like, along our front doors and our, like, very close to us. Um and I live in a small apartment complex, so there's like, I don't know, maybe four apartments in my building. And all of us were experiencing this. And I got the advice to just relocate them. But the thing is, they were so big and they were making their little nests with the eggs. So it was just getting out of hand, like really fast it was getting out of hand. And so finally, you know, my landlord came and took care of it. I don't know exactly what he did. I'm sure he sprayed. But there is one that remains on my patio. It lives in this, like, I have, like, a bucket of soil and old pots, and it lives in there, and it comes out at night, and I just kind of, like, leave it alone. But I think he, well, obviously he missed that one because he didn't think it was there, so I think I'm just going to relocate that one because we've kind of made a relationship. <laughs> We're kind of <laughs> friends now. No, I'm just kidding. But um, Did you name I, it? No, I haven't named it. It's okay. it's still really little, so I don't think that it would have had babies yet. So it's it's not too late to relocate it. But once those once the eggs hatch, you get like hundreds, and then it's really yeah. bad. I definitely respect wildlife. It's just it's a very very poisonous spider, <laughs> and I have a dog. Yeah, I mean the dog definitely would not be okay if it was bit yeah. by that. I mean humans, we, from my knowledge on black widows, you can get like very sick like pukey diarrhea like those kind of conditions with a black widow spider bite but you're not gonna die as a grown adult but 
I mean, a port like a dog would definitely not. Yeah, and small bode kids. Well. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I I ran the risk of like, do I want to like dig around for them? Like, it's just like, because they come out at night, but they're so fast and it. Ugh. I feel comfortable relocating the one, but do I feel co- comfortable relocating like hundreds? No. It's and a, how it's do a little you, bit out of my pay grade. How yeah. <laughs> How do you relocate? Like, like what if just, it like a cup? Oh, just catch and release. Yeah, like a cup and a plate type of thing, and then you just go put it somewhere else. But I feel oh, like it no. would come right back. I don't know. I don't know. Is it like a dog where they just know where home is and they're like, well, <laughs> homeward bound? Yeah. Well, I feel kind <laughs> of bad movie. taking her away from her nest, and well, I don't know if she has a nest, but like taking her away from her home that she's worked so hard on clearly yeah. it's a successful place because she hasn't left she's eating <laughs> yeah. yeah so i don't know but that's been that's been a bit of a problem like one or two is okay but once they start laying eggs you gotta call the landlord to be honest if i was staying at the day lot resort i probably wouldn't be <laughs> too keen on leaving <laughs> Same. i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty great spot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. So I want to kind of bring up a few other plants people mentioned that I was a little taken aback by because there's quite a bit on here. And I was just like, why do you hate those plants? But I feel like when people say that they hate a specific plant, they obviously have had an experience with that said plant that made them hate it, you know? So... I feel like you got to give these plants a second, a third, and a fourth, and a fifth try, you know, because it could go different. So polka dot plants were definitely on on the list. Uh, oh, well, listen to this. I found out polka dot plants are related to Fetonia. No mm. crap they're related. They're no both way. as dramatic. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I did not know that this is common knowledge. I just found out. And... Also, do you guys know the zebra plant, like the tropical zebra plant? That's also Oof. related to the polka dot plant and the Fetonia. They're all in the same family, which is so funny because they all do that droopy thing. They yeah, do. Flopsy mopsy. I love I know the zebra about plant, the, though. The zebra plant is pretty, and that was another one on the list. And so was Fetonia, by the way. Uh, well, <laughs> so, Becca, in your, in your <laughs> recent video where you did your seed planting, you were like, I'm going to po- plant these polka dot seeds. And you were like, I hate polka dot plants, but I'm like... In my head, I'm thinking, but you love Fetonia, and they're basically the same plant. <laughs> no, it's not, because Fetonia does not stretch out and get super leggy and gross like the polka dot plant. Like, Fetonia does not lose its stripes. It doesn't get super leggy like that. I mean, un- unless it's, like, a weird Fetonia, like, True. but the polka dot plant, like, stretches out a lot. And I feel yeah. like the leaves on, on a Fetonia are smaller and the veining is more pronounced and more, I, I don't know, more patterned than yeah. the polka dot plant. It's so. consistent variegation, <laughs> I guess we can say. Becca it's not variegation, consistency. It's yeah. I guess, you know, my Fetonia feelings match probably what you said, Nicole, and that like I've just had a bad experience. Like I've been yeah. burned by a Fetonia and it hurt my heart. <laughs> Same. So my walls are up, my doors closed, they ain't coming in. <laughs> you gotta let those walls down. They might surprise you. I don't understand. Like it's one of those things. I don't understand why so many people struggle with them. I don't get it. I really don't get it. 
Yeah. But to like, I don't know. Every condition is different, but I've been successful with them in two completely different apartments. Yours I are gorgeous. Know. I don't know they... what's wrong with y'all. Yeah, we have we have we have issues. I'm talking to the public here. Get it together. Watch my <laughs> Fatonia video. My goodness. Oh yeah, that Fatonia care video, Liddy. Oh, that's a great video. It's such an old video. It still gets views, and it's so embarrassing. I wish that I could redo it. <laughs> don't redo it. Don't you think? Don't you wish? Like sidebar, don't you wish that you could just like replace a YouTube video instead of like having to re-upload one? Like you could just be like replace video. Yes, that would and be it great. Keeps the stats and it keeps everything. It's just like. You know, I've done that before when I've edited something and I watch it back once it's already up and I see something that I want to change. And I'm just like, I just wish I could replace the video. Yeah, it's so hard to re-upload a video because, like you said, you have to plug in your description all over again and all the... Oh, it's it's such a process. That part of uploading YouTube videos is genuinely the worst. The description, the links in the bio, or... Yeah. The, the cards. cards. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Because then you have to watch the video again. I yeah. try to take notes on where to put the cards. Does anyone out there know what I mean by cards? It's like the little things like when a YouTuber is like, I'll put it up on the screen or like click the card in the, in the corner. Like that's the cards. And oh, but did you guys see in the new YouTube update, you can search for videos and add them to the cards? Oh, you can? Yeah, well, I didn't add know random that. videos or you your can, own? either or you can just search for a video from your library or youtube um and it just makes it so much easier because like i used to have to go and like google my video every Mm -hmm. time i wanted to if it wasn't within the last like 10 videos i had to go separately yeah right but that just makes my life three thousand times easier i don't use cards in my videos but maybe i should start i never use them I use them if I, like, say a specific video, but people always say, like, can you put it in the description box, too, so that I don't have to leave this video to go right. watch it, which I'm really bad at remembering. So I'm, this is me telling myself I need to be better at that. <laughs> Mental note. Yeah. Mental note. Don't suck. Another plant that people hate is the Dracaena. <laughs> and Jay Ortiz 90 on Instagram said, how dare they reclassify my sans babies to that trash? <laughs> oh, T-T-T. <laughs> that is so funny. To that trash. <laughs> to that trash. I'm honestly so annoyed that they did that because I feel like Dracaena and Sansevieria well now it's one and the same but they're so different they are there has to be a reason for it I'm sure I'm not going to undermine science and botany but I'm just like come on they're so different yeah I have a Dracaena and I I enjoy it and I have Sansevieria and we'll always call them Sansevieria (laughs) yeah we're not very progressive in that way because I still want to do that. Like, if I say, oh, yeah, my Dracaena, like, people are going to imagine, like, a Madagascar palm Dracaena or whatever. Yeah. They're not going to picture a snake plant. No. So I guess we'll just resort to snake plant to make it easy. Wait, so yeah. a Madagascar palm is a Dracaena? Well, the, oh, sorry. No, I should say there's, like, a certain type of Dracaena that's called, like, the Dracaena Madagascar tree or something oh. like that. It's the one with, like, the skinny, skinny, skinny... Uh, what is it? Stem. Trunk. Oh. And then it like puffs out. It looks like a, why can't I find my words? It looks like a Dr. Seuss plant oh, kind okay. of. That's like, not that. Uh, it's Madagascar or something. Dracaena Madagascar. Yeah, we have, I have, I have one of those. I didn't know it was a Dracaena though. They have spines on the trunk. Mm? That's a Madagascar palm. Nope. 
Yeah. yeah, that's like the actual. Sorry, I'm misidentifying it. I shouldn't have said Madagascar palm. Oops. <laughs> that's okay. I had a dracaena. It was the. I think they called it the corn plant, and I bought it when I was in Illinois. Yes. And um, and then I was looking at it like, why the heck do I care about this plant? I'm sure it's really fun to other people who don't live around corn, but Illinois, like, I'm surrounded by corn. Nebraska, surrounded by corn. So I don't need a plant that looks like the corn that's in the backyard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Was it easy? Yeah, it was. I mean, and it got tall. And it's, yeah. you know, lush and green, but it's just, it's not my thing. That's what I usually recommend to, like, newbies who want a statement plant. And I'm like, oh, just seeing a corn plant. Easy. Yeah. Well, okay, so now I think I know what you were talking about with the Dracaena, the margarita, the, the Dracaena. It's like, I have one. I got it at Ikea, I think. It, like, has the, tr- the, mm. the whitish trunks that, like, have, like, the very, like, ponytail palm type leaves at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that sounds similar. They're, like, pretty structural, actually. They're cool. I don't have one. My dad has one, actually. He likes it. I think they're pretty cool. But a lot of people hate Dracaena. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever call a Sansevieria Dracaena. I know that it's uh, the right term, but I'm having a struggle with that one. I can't. Yeah. I can't call no. them Dracaena. No. I know. I, I think hard. most people in the plant community agree with that. All right. What else? Another one was Marimo moss balls, <laughs> and our oh. friend, our friend Steve, um, on Instagram. It's yeah, I have killed that. Said it's just funk in a jar, <laughs> which. <laughs> I can I can say is true if you're not taking care of them properly because we have a couple here that we ordered online and we got for the kids because I read that kids love them because it's like taking care of fish, you know, like you have to constantly switch the water out. Marimo moss balls live underwater, but you have to keep the water cold. Like they don't like any type of heat. So if your water becomes room temperature, you have to like drop an ice cube in it, switch it out, pop it in the fridge for a few. Otherwise it will start to turn brown and it'll smell so bad. Um, So yeah, Steve said it's funk in a jar, which it can be. (laughs) Oh, I did not know that they actually had like care that they need that. Well, I was going to say, maybe I would have one if I had a fish. But fish, I don't think a fish would like ice cold water. Yeah, no. And they they eat them. Like they nibble off of them from what I've read. Because it's, yeah, because oh. it's algae. It's not actually moss. But yeah, I think the reason I was so, I have one and I was so excited about it is because it, you know, the marketing behind it, that they're only found in a few freshwater lakes in the world. And I was like, well, oh, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, they're only found in like, I think one in Japan and I don't know where the other one is, but they're only found in a few freshwater lakes and they can get huge. But for the longest time, I had mine in my desk at work, and I would roll around the jar just so it would mimic the waves. <laughs> I was like, yeah. you're home, buddy. You're home. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they have their ball shape from the yeah. from like the waves. So but I think I would – I mean, I have one. It's I'm just – I kind of have the same feelings, and I'm like, eh. Like, I don't do – I don't care for it like I should. But if I had, like, a aquarium or if I had uh, like, decorative shrimp, you know how you can get those shrimp that are, like – Oh, yeah. Not – edible but they're pets uh and they love just chilling on those the marimos um i think that mm. would be fine but mine is just in like a target cloche that's cute but it's i'm indifferent to it yeah there's another one here which i don't know i kind of agree with becca i know you won't agree with it but spider plants 
<laughs> so rooting for Melissa on Instagram said they're way too prolific. Like, what do you even do with all that mess? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true. Well, it, it depends, though. Sometimes they're not. Depends. Because they shoot off like yeah. little babies all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're... Mine's like dangling 15 little babies right now. Yeah. yeah. Like they're kind of unruly. Can you like chop off the babies and prop? Like how do you propagate a spider plant? Just like by doing that. that? Yeah. You would chop off like once a, the smaller end is um, big enough, you can chop off. I did see a video the other day, a little spider plant hack with the babies. You take uh, like a soda bottle and you cut it in half, you flip the top that has like where you drink from around, you put the spider plant down there, kind of like a funnel, and then you set that mm. back into the bottom of the bottle and fill the bottom with water so that stays upright. Oh, and the leaves don't oh. get wet. And the leaves don't get That's wet. That's a good hack for any propagation. Yeah. That's a good one. But I love, hmm. I love the spider plant because it's one of those plants that tells you when it's thirsty, like you... Mm-hmm. You can visibly tell when it needs a water, and that's I kind of love plants like that. You know, the like easy... the Fetonia. Mm, we love that. <laughs> um, no, we don't. <laughs> okay, haters, back off. Um, no, the spider plant. I like the spider plant because it's just so easy. You can just forget about it, and it's like a. It can take really low light, and it's just it's just happy. It's just a happy plant, but. Yeah. I understand. Like, I guess it's, like, super basic. Um, They're not always super visually appealing, and, like, they're not structural in any way. So they're not exactly, like, beautiful, but, you know, they fill up a space for sure if you want to plant somewhere. They're very reliable in that. And if you have, like, super low light, you can just get a plain green one. They're a great office plant, so if you want to green up your space and you just kind of live in fluorescent lighting, Mm -hmm. I think they're wonderful for that. Yeah. yeah, and they're really great for kids. Like, when I was a teacher, my students were obsessed with the spider plant because the babies, they thought it was the coolest thing. Yeah. And it's a great way to introduce someone to propagation because they already have roots when they become babies. Like, you don't even need to put them in water, technically. You could just put them straight in soil. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've never owned one. Really? I totally agree with that, though, because propagation is kind of what grabbed my heart in the plant world. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as I realized you could propagate stuff and how easy it was, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did, too. Uh, so let's kind of wrap it up here. I'm just going to mention a few other ones <laughs> that, well, one, succulents and cactus were were up there. Not as up there as the top five, but they were <laughs> up there. And care. <laughs> Carrie Q on Instagram said euphorbias specifically are categorically the ugliest plant ever, <laughs> which I have to completely disagree with you, yeah. Carrie. Sorry, Carrie. We love you, but Carrie. you're wrong. Sorry, Carrie. <laughs> I love the passion and heart behind that message. Right? <laughs> I, I tend to disagree, but they are different. It's very, it's a strange plant for sure. So I understand why it would come across as ugly, but... There's so many different kinds of euphorbia, too. Like, yes. we were just talking about the upright euphorbia. There's so many that are actually kind of... Yeah. The obesa is, like, just a round, round little guy. And when they get older, they're, like, so tall. They're so cool. But Yeah. yeah. I, I love euphorbia, but we all know that. <laughs> yeah. They might be um, unsettling to look at. I understand. Yeah. If you're... I mean, if you're not in to cactus or well, yeah euphorbia specifically are i guess weirder than cactus but anyway moving on carrie uh <laughs> um, i love you 
<laughs> so someone said air plants. Emma Kale on Instagram said she thinks that they're a scam. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love air plants. Air plants they're are great. cool. I think that they're just so different in the in the fact that like no roots just mist or submerge and you can mm-hmm. hang them on your wall like freely and it's it they're they're very decorative. I'm a big fan of air plants in their native natural environment. Oh like, yeah. Spanish moss in the trees in Savannah, oh. Georgia is the most gorgeous thing in the world. And Yeah, there's nothing like it. So but like I don't like them in my house cuz I'd kill them. <laughs> you'd kill you'd kill an air plant. Yeah. Some people said lithops. Ugh, uh, I agree. Ground butts. Yeah. Lithops, yeah. no. Nope. You'll never convince me otherwise. I have a lithop, and I love my lithop. I love it. Wait, you should so. tell everyone what you did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your lithop experience, Nicole? So I had a lithop, and what happens, I don't know if it happens all the time, but it happened to me. Um it became really squishy. <laughs> I, I thought I overwatered it, but I was like, well, I hadn't watered this in like, I don't know, weeks. I was like, why is it doing this? So I went to go like touch it and it was really, really mushy. Turns out when that happens, they're actually growing a new, not leaf, but like a new trunk from the center of, of the plants. So I literally threw the plant out and didn't have to throw it out because it wasn't dead. It was just growing, and I didn't know. You found a new booty. So, yes. So I tried again, and it happened again, and a new one grew. And I feel extremely successful in my plant lithop journey now. So um, someone said aglianema. Plant, planter day on Instagram said I call them ugly anemas. Which I don't have any aglionema. Do you guys? I have one. You do? I actually like aglionemas, but not the colorful ones. I like the green and silver ones. Another great plant to have in your office, though, because I had one in my office and it barely got any natural light and it was just fluorescent light and it was thriving. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I've never had one. Um, we had a few peperomia haters, a few yucca haters some uh, Kalanchoe haters or Kalancho if you're from a different part of the country. <laughs> Kalancho. Kalan- that just sounds like so... You know when a word just sounds ugly? Yes. Kalancho. Kalancho. Like, Compared to Kalanchoe. It just like rolls off the tongue, you know? <laughs> so I got three pink princess haters. Which, I'm with them. Yeah, mm-hmm, and and same. all three of them said it was based around the hype of the Pink Princess, so I can I can yeah. agree with that. I think that there are like I've seen a few people's Pink Princess that is absolutely gorgeous, and if I could have one that looked just like theirs, I would be into it. But the truth is, majority of Pink Princess out there like revert and look terrible. So it's mm-hmm. like that's the minority that look like incredible. In yeah. my opinion. I completely agree with that. Like, um, Flo the Plant Ho on Instagram mm-hmm. has beautiful, he's in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and he has beautiful, beautiful pink princess. I think they're stunning. I just am, you know, it's kind of like the Alba Monstera. Ooh, hot take. Ooh. But I love them. They're beautiful. But the fact that you have to be so concerned about them reverting and you're constantly cutting them so they don't. It just makes it not appealing to me, you know. Yeah. Like I love my tie, I love my elbow, and it's just one leaf, and it's growing a new node, and it's gonna be gorgeous. But 
the Thai constellation is just like consistent variegation. You don't have to worry about it. It's yeah. built in the genes mm-hmm. of the plant. But the pink princess, you know, when they're big and lush, they are the most stunning plants. But I've never desired to get one myself. Yeah, me neither. I really haven't. Even when there was a bunch of hype around it, I never really cared for them. Yeah. Well, I think that that wraps it up. There's a few yeah. other ones on my list, but it was just like little one-offs. So. Well, let's let's end this on a positive note. Let's talk about <laughs> each of our favorite plants. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's do um, it. Hoya. <laughs> Hoya, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, mine's cactus. Definitely. That was on there. Uh, you guys are naming, like, species. Or, I know. like, what is it? Species or cultivars? Oh, yeah. You guys are just naming very general. You want a specific? specific ones? Oh, that's a really hard question. <laughs> well, not for me, because it's always my Hoya Obavada Variegata Splash. Oh, it's always... You should get that tatted oh. on your chest right here. I should, I should. <laughs> you know, I cut it off for the giveaway that was done recently, yeah. and it's putting out three growth points down the stem. You're kidding. And I'm just, I am shook. Wow. You can start a small business with that plant, like for real. I think I, well, I was telling Steve that I could probably cut and sell that plant and probably make, you know, $1,000. Easy. I, mean, I would never... I've shared it a couple times yeah. to some people who I wanted to share it with, but I don't know. I Selling plants, is just it scares me. Yeah, yeah. me too. You can pay off I my agree. student loans. How do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh. <laughs> it's more than $1,000, though. All right, honey. <laughs> it's a little bit more than All right. That. All right. <laughs> okay, my favorite plant currently... I'm going to have to say, even though it's just struggling, is my philodendron varicosum. It's putting out its mm. first leaf that is not just ridden with spider mites, and it is so gorgeous. I kind of want to start over with it, because the last four leaves, the plant had spider mites, and I didn't know. And I, did, I just thought mm. that my greenhouse was invincible, and that's just not true. But mm. also, got to give a shout out to my Calathea obifolia. Obifolia? Who's that? <laughs> I said that with such conviction. I was like, Macalathea really obifolia. You want- <laughs> that's a that's a new that's a new hybrid of Calathea. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> okay, Calathea orbifolia. <laughs> I I guess the cactus that stands out the most to me that's like that I probably love the most in my collection currently is my old man cactus, my old man of the Andes. Oh yeah. I don't know. Like I just like really really ugly weird cactus and he takes he he takes the the award for that. It's he's so ugly, but it's so cool because the the spines are just super long and different and I love it but also my Thai constellation I was looking for that plant for forever and finally a friend sent it to me and I can't stop staring at it so I feel like that has to be up there as one of my top favorites too Mm -hmm. all right well that was that was really fun yeah it was fun to kind of (laughs) see what people hate some surprising some definitely I agree with Mm -hmm. I think a take I think a takeaway from what Becca said, or maybe you said it, Nicole. But if if a plant has harmed <laughs> you, 
you have to give it a couple tries. Like I say that with TV shows, you have to give it three episodes in before you decide That's if true. you hate it or not. Like that. So maybe give it three plants before you decide if you hate it or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's true because most more than likely it's the experience you had with the plant. So it could have been anything. It could have been a pest. It could have been that you overwatered it or underwatered it. And in the end of the day, it's not that plant's fault. Yeah. It's yours. So just try <laughs> it's again. Yours. You're the one <laughs> it's that's your sucks. fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, I mean, certain plants, they do have a learning curve and that's okay. It's not always going to come naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are sometimes the most rewarding times when there is a bit of a learning curve and you have to sort of, I don't know, challenge yourself a bit, but not to the point where you're spending hundreds of dollars so that you can keep failing. You know, there comes a point, but yeah, I mean, challenge yourself, try it out. All right, guys. Well, If you would like to follow us over on Instagram, that's where we post a lot of stuff about these episodes or questions we ask that you can answer. So you can follow us at Potted Together on Instagram. And each of us have our own Instagram accounts. I am not dude, K-N-O-T. And Nicole is My Clean Leaves. And Becca is at De La Plants. That's right. Read it and weep. You can also... (laughs) I'm trying to be so serious. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. You can also follow us on YouTube, Potted Together, where we plan on doing some collabs in the near future, which we're pretty excited about. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, nope. Listening. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed hearing us talk about this. We definitely want to do more episodes like this in the future where we hear from you guys and just sort of chat this was a fun plant chat yeah this was a lot of fun (laughs) all right well we will talk to you guys next week Bye. bye save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.